Welcome to the Nuclear Power Institute's The Path of Most Persistent podcast. The podcast highlighting individual stories of persistence, community outreach, and inspiration to support the continuing and emerging nuclear science technology needs across the state of Texas. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Today, we're so excited to have Keegan Gerberman and her mother, Leslie Gerberman, with us. It's especially exciting because today is the International Women's Day. We are hoping to celebrate that in all capacity, and we hope all of our colleagues around the world are celebrating. Definitely here at NPI and Texas A&M, we're certainly doing that. And we're going to touch on it in a bit, but Keegan our guest today is featured in one of the videos that is being released. So we're hoping that by the time this interview gets aired in May of 2021, you'll have time to see it uh, online. You have seen it already, and she made us very proud. So with that in mind, I want to say hello to Keegan and her mother, Leslie Gerberman. How are y'all doing today? Good. Doing great. Awesome. Well, again, to get started, just for the audience to know, Keegan is a, let's see, you're in fourth grade, right, Keegan? Yes, ma'am. You're 10 years old? Mm-hmm. Awesome. And you attend Eastside Intermediate in Palacios, Texas, correct? Yes, ma'am. Awesome. So Keegan was recently selected to represent NPI in a video that had taken place to celebrate International Women's Day. And it was done here at Texas A&M. Her mother, Leslie Gerberman, has been a longtime friend of NPI. She has served as a Power Set sponsor and a WIT sponsor. And this year, something new with our WIT Junior program. She's a sponsor. So, We really appreciate all that Leslie has done over the many years partnering with NPI. And we have the good fortune of really getting to know Keegan. So, Keegan, just to start things off and really to celebrate your excellent debut in the video, can you tell us a little bit about that experience, what that was like for you? It was really fun because I've always wanted to build things and see how they were built. So it was really fun. How did you hear about you having the opportunity that we wanted to have you recorded? How did you hear about that? Um, Mr. Page reached out to us um, and said that he had suggested that Keegan um, get the opportunity to go to um, College Station and record this video. And Keegan uh, dreams of going to A&M. And uh, so I, I got her after school one day and told her, hey, guess what? You've got this incredible opportunity. Um, and number one, it involves going to College Station um, and getting to go to campus. And number two, you're going to get to talk about um, what you want to do when you grow up and what you are passionate about. And you'll get to share that with the world. So was that a little scary for you, Keegan, to hear about that? Yes, the ma'am. world. Well, obviously you did a great job. And I want to know, Keegan, what is it when your mom talks about you dreaming about building things and doing things? Can you talk about that? What do you dream about and why do you want to go to Texas A&M University? Well, my grandma once had cancer and it was really sad. And I didn't want anybody else to have to do, go through that. 
So I told myself that I wanted to find a cure for cancer. I want to go to A&M because I don't know. You have cousins who went to A&M. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> it's just one of those things. You just know you want to go, but you don't really know why. You probably have been breathing in the spirit of Aggieland for a very long time. Her very first trip there was for a graduation for a cousin, and she was just mesmerized um, as we walked around campus. It looks like she's having a memory. Yeah. I remember who it was. (laughs) Who was it? And what did Uh, you think? My cousin, Emily Ann. Yeah. Did you, what, what impressed you about, what did you see that impressed you so much that you liked a whole lot? It was really big, and I I saw a lot of machinery, and I was like, how did they build that? <laughs> I really wanted to learn how to build things. That's wonderful. We like to hear those kinds of, of thoughts and ideas. So did you ever – I know your mom has taken students on lots of different tours and visits over the years. Were you ever able to go on any of those trips with her? Uh, not that I remember, no. Oh, well, shucks. When that, maybe now that you're getting ready to go into junior high, what, in two years? Or is it three years now? Two. 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 Excellent. Well, maybe you can participate in Whit Junior and go on some trips with your mom when things go back to normal a little bit. Yeah, that would be awesome. So, Keegan, here in Palacios, at Palacios, just for those of you that, again, don't know, Palacios is a very small community. There's about 5,000 people that live here. It's on the water and about 12 miles from the South Texas Nuclear Project. And uh, we're very fortunate because, again, it's on the water and there's lots of birds and the uh, town is really quiet and slow. So I get to see Keegan and her mom um, a lot on the road, riding their bikes and sometimes jogging and running. And I want to know, what do you like to do, Keegan, when you're not at school and when you're not building things? Well, I play sports. I like soccer. And this year I'm starting to play softball. I also like to paint. Oh, paint. All right. So what is it about soccer and softball that really, that you like so much that really make you excited? Uh, Soccer, for soccer, it's most likely because I get to run around a lot and I'm not just sitting there doing nothing. And it's also really, really fun to be able to learn new things and go around random people and score goals. (laughs) It's really fun. Well, good. And painting, is there anything special that you like to paint? Uh, There's nothing really particular that I like to paint. I just like painting. Yesterday, I started painting a jacket. Oh, my goodness. Are you into fashion also? Or just yeah. like the art? Oh, nice. Okay. So oh, your mom is really showing enthusiasm there. So are you, what kind of fashion? What's your look? What do you like to put together? Well, it's something nobody else would probably wear. That's for <laughs> <Nice>. sure. <laughs> nice. That's very good. And you have a younger brother, too, don't you, Keegan? Yes, I do. So what is it like to have a younger brother? It's not that fun. <laughs> he has to be, like, a really good friend, right? Don't y'all play together really well sometimes, at least sometimes? Sometimes. All right. And what, what's the you know, the best thing that you do with your brother? 
Well, we both like to build things, and he has a big Lego set, and we like to go in his room and build things with the Legos. Oh, well, there you go. See, that's something that y'all can do together. Maybe he'll want to be an engineer someday, too. Yeah. So, Keegan, you also show rabbits. In, is that in 4-H? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Or do you do anything else while you're in 4-H? Um, I do the food show, um, arts and crafts, the fashion show, the fashion show, and public speaking, public speaking, talent, talent show. show, lots of stuff. <laughs> Your schedule must be so busy. How do you? How do you like staying busy and how do you um, deal with the the events and all the projects that you have? Uh, it sounds like you have them pretty consistently and constantly throughout the week. Well, how does that make you feel? Sometimes I'm a bit rushed and it takes me a while to get dressed. So, <laughs> yeah. Do you enjoy being busy? Yeah. That's good. That's good. But then she very much enjoys her off time. For sure. Well, as she should. And I, you know what? I need to go back. You mentioned uh, Mr. Page, Chris Page. Now, Chris Page uh, is a longtime friend of NPI. He has been a WIT sponsor for many, many years, and he's currently a regional coordinator. So he was the contact person, basically the conduit between us and you, Ms. Gerberman, correct? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure he's a, a great, great partner, and I wanted to make sure we recognize who he is. But, Leslie, can you talk a little bit about your experiences? I, I mean, what was what was your thought when uh, you got the news from uh, Chris Page? What were you thinking about all of this since you've been a partner for so long? Yeah, so um, this is year 12, and so 11-ish year, 11 years fall of 2009 when um, I got involved with uh, Nuclear Power Institute through PowerSet. Um, so it's been a, a lot of years, a lot of trips, a lot of incredible experiences for the hundreds of, of, of students that I've taken places over these years. Um, and so from that perspective, from being the leader in PowerSet and things like that, the I know that every Every opportunity that is given should be taken. Um, uh, and so I have seen it from when the girls that I was a sponsor of were sophomores and juniors and seniors and going off to graduation and staying in contact with them after they graduated and the experiences that they have um, and the memories that they have. Uh, every year I still have girls who graduated five, six, seven years ago, and a memory will pop up on their Facebook or something, and it'll be a power set trip uh, that we went on. They're like, oh, I miss power set. I miss getting to go do that stuff. Uh, I'm so thankful that I got to visit all these colleges and go uh, to these different industries and figure out what I liked and what I didn't like um, before I graduated. And now now I'm working on um, being a nurse. I'm going to school to do engineering. I am going to school to be a teacher. I am a doctor uh, working on, you know, things like that. It's, it's incredible to see. And so I know that um, every opportunity will lead to something eventually. 
Um, and so when Mr. Page reached out to me, of course, uh, I'm going to say yes, whether she says yes or not. But um, I know and it, it's a conversation that we had a lot, both my husband and I with her about um, doing things that make you feel uncomfortable um, and what will come of those things. It may not it may not seem like a big deal now. Um, you know, she's 10. She did a video. It didn't once she she did it. She wasn't nervous about it. She was just going with the flow there and had a great time and was only worried about going to um, Panda Express when we left because she's a country girl in this big city and there's a Panda Express on every corner. Um, but once we explained to her, you know, that right now this doesn't seem like it's such an incredible opportunity. It's cool. But I said one day, you know, this this video isn't going to go away. This opportunity isn't going to go away. And they're going to be like, wait, weren't you that little girl, um, you know, who was in that video from Palacios, Texas? And so I, the longer, the more we talked about it, the more she realized that she was chosen for this opportunity. And there could have been a million other choices um, and how saying yes to this could lead to uh, many more opportunities down the road. Um, and I see that I, I'm getting to do that with my own daughter. And I've been doing that for over a decade now with other people's daughters. So it's it's pretty awesome. Well, I want to piggyback off of that. It's, you know, everything that you said, Leslie, is so important and so impactful. So let me start again with a thank you for saying yes, having the attitude of starting with a yes. Um, you know, I don't know if Keegan is participating in Adam at Eastside. So, you know, we haven't really, as a, as an organization, as NPI, we haven't gotten to know Keegan, that hopefully we'll get to know her as one of our members soon in the coming years. But we know you, and you have always been exceptional in your work and your professionalism. And thank you because when, you know, Chris Page mentioned your name, I said, oh, my goodness, yes that she she is going to do outstanding for us. And that's even without talking to Keegan. And Keegan, this is something that I hope you'll come to realize someday. You're so fortunate to come from a family, a mother who is strong, who has a wonderful reputation, because that opens doors for you that you don't even know is opening doors. That's a legacy that you're so fortunate to, to be born into. And by that, Leslie, I thank you, because as soon as he mentioned Keegan's name, your name, I knew that because Keegan is your daughter, she is going to do a great job. And she did, clearly. So the, all of our listeners, if you haven't seen the video, you need to see it. We'll link it below. But also, uh, Leslie, as you mentioned, all your years, over a decade, uh, partnering with NPI and being such a strong uh, partner and friend, Um I know there's experiences that we just won't have enough time to talk about, but can you just briefly, if you can, can you talk about perhaps as an as a professional educator, uh, as a as a mother, a wife, since this is International Women's Day, can you talk about maybe some of the most rewarding aspects in those areas, perhaps? And maybe a few memories that you you really hold dear to you. And and again, as an educator, I know that when we're having a tough time, uh, be it 
COVID or just the challenges of the day, sometimes we really have to hold on to those cherished moments or those moments where we really feel we made a difference, again, as a mother, a wife, a professional educator, whatever it is. So can you talk a little bit about those experiences and um, and some that you really feel like have been impactful over the years? Wow. Like you said, it's been a decade. So there's been a lot of a lot of opportunities that we've all um, been part of. Wow. Um, You know, I think one of the experiences that I will never forget was my first, I was pregnant with her, actually. Um, And so it was my second year um, being a partner with MPI, being a teacher here in Palacios. And we had the incredible opportunity to welcome the governor to our school. Um, we're a 3A school with four little campuses in the middle of nowhere. I like to call it the back 40 of Matagorda County because we're just kind of down here by ourselves. And the governor of Texas is flying into our tiny airport uh, behind the golf course um, and then coming onto our campus, coming into our fine arts building, um, meeting our incredible students and power set members that we had then, um, and meeting us and talking about, you know, energy and, and the future of energy and the future that these students had. And, and it was incredible. And to think that, um, right now, a decade later, I was, like I said, I was pregnant with her and now she's sitting here next to me um, getting to be a partner with the Nuclear Power Institute still um, and get to begin her journey um, to to do what she dreams of doing. Um, and I'll never forget. And those And those high school girls who got to stand on the stage and they were so eloquent and poised and and just it was it was incredible opportunity for them, but they didn't act like it was anything out of the ordinary um, to get to stand on the stage and introduce the governor and introduce the other guests that we had. Um, it was just uh, a part of their day because at that point they had been given so many opportunities with PowerSet um, here in Palacios that that was like, oh, that's what we do. We welcome the governor to our campus and and, you know we make an impression like we do. Um, and some of those girls I mentioned earlier that, you know, that these power set members are now going on to be doctors. Um, Deloria Young was in the, the very first um, class of power set members. And she was there on that stage that day. And every, we are still in contact all the time. And now she's, you know, working on becoming a doctor. Uh, and she never gave up on that dream. This little girl from Palacios, Texas, um, who said, this is what I'm going to do, um, and did it. So I, those are, those, that memory I'll never forget. I was also big, huge, pregnant, uncomfortable with my first kid, a full-time teaching. Um, and then, oh, hey, by the way, we are welcoming the governor. So get ready for that. <laughs> Well, you definitely did a great job. And it's funny as you talk about our students, um, 
that they are always represent uh, our organization, not only NPI, but the schools, as we always like to tell them, not only are you representing yourself, your family, your school, we would say, you know, the state of Texas, because we're a statewide agency. So, and, and today, uh, the world, because it's International Women's Day. But that was something I hope that we have continued, that our students that participate in our programs, and I think this makes it something very special about our programs, that however they're built, the way we intentionally build them and the way we intentionally work with sponsors such as yourself and Mr. Page, it's really about quality, um, really trying to encourage and bring out what students feel that is their best, maybe even discovering aside their um, their attributes that they didn't even realize. And all of a sudden, it brings about a certain level of, and this isn't to be, you know, to be silly. This is true, uh, and you touched on it. It really brings out a level of, of feeling confident, being sophisticated and almost elegant. And that goes for our male and female students because they just felt special. And we tell them, you should feel special because you are special. You've been selected to participate in these programs and have the opportunities that, that you mentioned in particular. And I remember that day very well, and you did great along with Ms. Garcia, Stephanie Garcia, and all the students. But I think you're right. I think they just felt as though, yes, Governor Rick Perry came to Pulhashis and um, I think they they didn't take it for granted. They felt very honored that he was there along with all the other VIPs, but they felt as though they had a right to be there. And that was a very special day. But that goes back to you all uh, at the time, Leslie and, you know, Stephanie Garcia at the time, leading those uh, those young students, those young women and getting them prepared and ready. So, again, thank you for that. And I, I always like to ask when we talk to, to women, young women, and especially in, in a day that's special like this, I'll ask both of you, but I'm going to ask Keegan first. Keegan, because it's a National Women's Day, can you tell me who your favorite woman is? Um, any woman, lady, girl that you know of, maybe they're in Palacios or maybe even someone on television or someone on YouTube. I don't know. Who's your favorite person? My mom. <laughs> okay. That's always You don't have to answer that. <laughs> but you have to tell me, okay, but why? Why is your mom your favorite person? And does she need to like turn her back to you? Can you talk about her with her stand sitting right next to you? <laughs> Well, she's very important to me because she encourages me to do things, and she's also she's also very nice and kind and beautiful and smart and strong, and she's amazing. That is so wonderful that you're able to articulate that to your mother, to say those words. And I want to tell you, Keegan, you know her as your mom, and I know you've seen her in action on campus, but I want to tell you, as a professional person that's worked with your mother, everybody sees her that way, too. Not just the students, but all of her colleagues and everyone around, they see that in your mother. So I'm so happy you see that, too. So what about you, Leslie? Who's your favorite woman? Wow. 
I mean, besides Keegan, you can talk besides about Keegan, Keegan. your favorite. <laughs> yes, but who's your favorite or who's a, a role model that you have or maybe even a mentor, someone that you really um, – that motivates you, inspires you, and that could be anybody in the world. Honestly, it is my mother-in-law, which is probably not an answer that many daughter-in-laws give. Um, but my mother-in-law, let me say, let, let's say, okay. So, um, in high school, I was pretty much by myself, um, by the time I was a senior, um, due to family circumstances. And, um, I started dating my now husband as a senior in high school and his mom, um, took me in as her own child. She raised three boys. She didn't know anything about a girl, especially a teenage girl, especially a teenage girl who was dating her son. Um, but she, she took me in and now, uh, it's been 12 years we've been married. Um, and she is my mom and I call her mom. And when my kids were younger, they were very confused about why I call her mom, but she's not really my mom. Um, she taught me how to cook. She taught me how to take care of my family. Um, she was a stay-at-home mom raising her own son and two stepsons, who, and it was a very complicated uh, time. And she never gave up. She was determined to raise these kids and ensure that they were going to grow up and be successful human beings. And she was going to make sure that she stayed married and that she took care of her family. And she did. And they all grew up and they're all great people. And then she got the joy of getting six grandkids out of it. Um, five girls and one boy. My so, <laughs> Lots of girls when she, all she knew were boys. So she's had to learn to, you know, thick hair and wonder why they need to wear a certain dress to go to the grocery store and things like that. Um, and then she's always been such a positive influence. She's always encouraged all of us, um, through her words, through her prayers, through everything to, to just for us to just do what is best for us. And then the most positive, incredible human gets cancer. And it's one of those things where you, you, you hope that you live a good life so that things don't like, things like that don't happen to you. Um, but we know that that's when you're good, it doesn't matter. Sickness can hit you. And, um, she was diagnosed with, uh, breast cancer, had to go through chemo, had to have a mastectomy. And it was, it was crippling for our family because she is, she's the matriarch. She's the one who takes care of all of us. And our kids were all old enough to remember, um, her going to the hospital, to remember her coming home. Um, they remember, and, and through it all, she was, she was always positive. Um, one of the best pictures I have of the two of them is she hadn't been home for a day, maybe after this, this huge surgery. And she's sitting in her favorite chair and she's telling key, all Keegan wants to do is sit with her. And I was like, ah, it's not, you know, you shouldn't, she's had surgery, major surgery, just, you know, blah, blah. 
And she said, no, she can sit on this side and we need to eat ice cream. And so they have bowls of ice cream and are sitting in the chair and she's still smiling and she's smiling because she's still alive. She's still there. Um, she's got a grin, her second oldest granddaughter there with, with her. And, and she, she didn't give up. And now it's been six years and she's been cancer free and everything's been great. And she's getting to continue to see her family grow and her grandkids grow and go on vacation. She's living it up in South Carolina right now on a vacation. Um, but she is strong in the face of everything in the face of medical issues in the face of floods in their homes and, and, and everything. And it's, it's a strength that I didn't know as a child um, of a, of a woman being so strong. Um, and so I am, I'm so thankful that at 17 um, she came into my life and now I'm, 17 years later still she's still my inspiration that's really inspiring thank you for sharing that absolutely uh so i had a another question uh kind of switching gears a little bit but you know you were a um sponsor with power said and and still continuing sponsor with npi for you said a, a decade now so that's a lot a lot of experience and a lot of students coming through. I was wondering what your maybe one or two of your favorite tidbits of advice that you've given students over the years. Oh, wow. Well, the most practical one is to have uh, is to change your email address. Um, as a, as a high school teacher, uh, you know, and they fill out their application and you're like, mm, you made that email when you were in the fourth grade, we should probably change that. Yeah, that's the most practical piece of advice is to make sure that your email address isn't something ridiculous. Um, I think with all of the young ladies that I have um, that I have worked with, I have always told them that the experiences that that the trips that we would go on, this is the biggest one, is that I would always have girls who would say, well, I, I don't think I want to go into blank, whatever it was. I don't think I want to go into chemistry. I don't think I want to go into the medical field. I don't think I want to do these things. And so I told him, I said, that's great. That's great that at 17, you know that that's not what you want to do because there's, millions of 17 year olds who have no idea what they don't want to do. And so even if every single college that we visited or industry that we went to or speaker that we met, even if every single one of them, the kids we left and, and I had a, a member who said, I definitely don't want to go be an optometrist, or I definitely don't want to go to this place. Then I said that, then this experience was valuable. It was valuable because now you know what you don't want to do. So you can check that off the list and let's move on to the next thing and see what we can find. Um, and so by the time, if they were in a member for two or three years, then by the time they were getting ready to graduate, those, those young women knew what they wanted to go into because 
over the years, they knew what they didn't want to go into. Um, and so in, with the ones that I have stayed in contact with, that that has been something that they talk about is that not only did they get some experiences that showed them what they wanted to do, but they had an, plenty of experiences that told them that they did not want to do certain things. And they, they didn't have to waste their time, their money, their college hours, their, you know, all of those things on on trying stuff out. Um, with all of the programs with Nuclear Power Institute, our students get to try things out without the fear of having to fail at something, without the the time and the money and, and the effort being put towards something that they end up changing or not liking. Um, they get those experiences now. And uh, I think that's that's one of the greatest uh, things that comes out of these programs is is just the opportunity, um, especially at these schools that are small and remote um, and with students, you know, that are still first generation college students who don't have family and friends who um, can talk to them about their opportunities. Uh, getting to take them to places and and talk to people um, gives them that chance to figure out yes or no. I love that advice because I, I can't tell you how many schools I went to in previous jobs where that is an undervalued mindset. Uh, so it's so important to to figure out, you know, things that you don't want to do. That's, a, that's still a valuable experience. Like you said, you know, so many students go into college thinking they want this but haven't ever done it. And then once they get into college and start doing it, they're like, this isn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. And then they start switching majors. And so now they've got maybe a semester of classes that don't really necessarily apply to their new major. So learning early is so critically important. So I love that you teach that to your students as early as you can in high school. And that's what we we hope our programs can accomplish at, at least is getting them the exposure and the knowledge of things that they don't want to do, too. And Absolutely. So I'm going to jump in with a comment question for Keegan. Um, I'd say hi. I didn't. I wasn't in early, but uh, I got here eventually. But uh, uh, you said something earlier, or somebody said something about trying to figure out what you want to do when you grow up. And um, I'm I'm fairly certain I'm the oldest person on the Zoom call right now. And I like to tell people I'm still trying to figure out what I do. I'm going to do when I grow up. And I guess the point I'd like to make is don't ever lose that. Uh, the idea of the, the things you're doing, all of them, from running circles around strangers in soccer to um, the different things you're doing with crafts and fashion and who you are as a as a young woman, and then whatever you wind up with, with science and technology or curing cancer or the, the dreams you have going into these things, I can tell you that the best engineers, the best scientists are those who have the creativity to not be just one thing. Uh, an example comes, uh, I was in graduate school and I was struggling with mixing some powders in a very tiny little thing. And I wound up using something I learned from working at Pizza Hut to uh, make this little bitty device that I was able to mix uranium with zirconium. And I was just spinning it, but it was like, it was 
not in the book. It was not something I learned in the classroom. I actually learned it uh, working the opening shift at Pizza Hut, trying to figure out how to mix pizza dough. And it just was something that all the different things you do, I, I sometimes tell people that I learned how to speak in the classroom because I was on stage for theater through my high school years. And so from your perspective, Keegan, I, I, you have no way to answer this question, but you think about all the different things that you love and enjoy. What is it you, that you really like to do the best? And, and then maybe the second best and the third best and start to realize that you can carry that the rest of your life. So how would you answer that question? What's the thing you like to do the best? I don't really have a favorite thing. That's what I would say myself, too. My, <laughs> <laughs> my daughters always ask me questions like, what's your favorite color? I say, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, sometimes I tease them. I say I don't like to pick a favorite color because I'll hurt the other color's feelings. But I, I have a hard time picking favorites. So that's actually a an okay answer. Um, but at the same time, I would never have said that working at Pizza Hut at 6 o'clock in the morning was one of my favorite things. So it's it's more of a an encouragement to you to this perseverance that we're talking about. Do what do what makes you happy, and then when it doesn't make you happy, be happy anyway, or something like that. Oh, amen. I'm gonna use that mm. when she says, "Oh, I don't want to do this anymore." <laughs> <laughs> well, she, is, yeah, we always. I'm I'm now 55, and I have lots of things I don't want to do, but I have to, and. We, we do it all the time. You, 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 it gets worse. I'm, I'm sorry to say, Keegan, but you know, at some point you don't have uh, brothers and parents to push it off on, and it's just you. And that's part of what you're learning. So I'll, I'll, I don't think I've, I think I'll just back up and, and listen some more, but I just thought I'd throw that question out there to, to just encourage you to enjoy what you can enjoy and then enjoy what you don't enjoy. And I tell her, I, I take the things that I have learned being a sponsor for PowerSet and WIT and everything else that there are a lot of things that, and I've said this already, there are just so many things that you don't know why it will be useful or why it's an opportunity now. Um, she, she, was little a little miss palacious okay small town pageant right but it's a big deal here and you only get to run one year when you're in kindergarten and then forever you're the little miss palacious right i got her first grade for her first grade and so of course she wanted to do it but she wanted to do it because she got a pretty dress and got to you know get makeup and hair done but you know in first grade when you're six years old and i'm trying to explain to her that Yes, you get a beautiful dress and your hair and makeup done, but more importantly, you're going up on a stage and you are shaking the hand of an adult and you are talking to an adult and you're standing in front of these other people. That is, it's about being confident in whatever you're doing. Um, and that's why I think pageants are great. Some people think pageants are eh, whatever, but for me, it's not about her winning, losing what she's wearing, all of that. It's about the fact that now at 10, um, I've been complimented and she's been complimented many times on her ability to speak as a 10 year old. And that's because of all of these opportunities um, that, that she's had and all of these things that honestly, most of the time I push her into 
Um, and I tell her that, you know, I didn't have those opportunities and that I, I know because as a high school teacher, you know, you, you see the difference between the kids that were kind of pushed out of their comfort zone, pushed to do those things and then became successful at them and the ones who weren't. And I, and I want her to, be the one in speech class who's standing up there, you know, delivering some incredible speech and not batting an eye at it or meeting some VIP and shaking their hand and looking them in the eye and not, uh, not being nervous about it and about having that confidence um, and everything that she does, because it's as, as girls, as women, it's not, um, it's not being confident is not something that uh, comes easy for everyone. And it's something that we have to work on. And I think that that learning where to find that confidence as a young girl will just make her life easier um, as she continues to go through all her all of her adventures of life. When I think what we're talking all about, but we haven't really said the word is courage. So it takes courage to get on that stage if you're Little Miss Palacious or not, because you have all of Palacious out there in the audience, right? Friends, family, uh, some of your friends from school, and that's scary. And also, I'm sure, too, Keegan, to have uh, be recorded when you came up to College Station, no matter how excited you were, you were probably a little scared, and it takes courage. And so I want to really commend you and thank you for your courageousness. You are very brave, and we're proud of you for that. And we want you to continue because there's something about overcoming our fears. When we muster up the courage, when you do something in spite of being afraid, it's almost as if I like to tell my kids and my students that you're absorbing that superpower, that fear, that power that scares you, when you go ahead and do it anyway, you absorb that power and it just makes you stronger, right? When you do it anyway. So I know you were stronger today than you were the day before and the day before that. So you continue being brave and having courage because nothing will stop you, not with uh, that personality and all your talent, but because, again, you have a, a wonderful mother that pushes you a little bit. And uh, and that's good because you're going to be stronger for it. As we close Keegan, do you have anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't ask you about? Is there anything you want to say to us before we close our conversation today? Um, no, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> well, we've been talking for quite some time. What about you, Leslie? Do you have anything you want to say as we wrap things up? Uh, I, I just hope that that all of these opportunities continue for all of our students um, and that we all get the opportunity to continue to watch young people like Keegan and, and others um, find out what they don't like and, and don't, and not give up because they might find a lot of things that they don't like. Um, but there, that one opportunity will come by, that one person, that one experience, and they'll figure out what they, they really do like.
and they'll succeed. Well, thank you for that. And that's a perfect way to close out because, again, it's because of students like Keegan and you yourself as a sponsor, Leslie, that if it were not for you and the ability and the willingness to say yes to things, our programs wouldn't go very far. And because of you being, again, a great example of over the decade of programming that we have had, it is because of the quality that we bring with all of our partners and the amount of effort and enthusiasm and passion that we bring that make our programs enduring. And and thank you for that. And I want to thank at this time our whole team because it takes everyone from our young students like Keegan all the way up to our director, Dr. Sean McDevitt, that um, ensures that we're able to continue. And uh, and hopefully all of our listeners will continue to listen to all of our podcasts and all of the YouTube videos that are out there that are highlighting our students, our educators, and all of our partners. So with that being said, I hope everyone takes time today, it being International Women's Day, to really take time to think, to recognize all the powerful women in your life uh, and all that you know. And with that being said, uh, I also want to thank all the men in our lives, too, for the support that you give the women around you. So it's a wonderful time to acknowledge those people. So with that. Uh, We want to close out. And again, to our listeners, be sure to listen to our other podcasts and our other watch our videos. And that's all we have for today. Y'all have a great one. Thank you for listening to our podcast. The Nuclear Power Institute is a joint center with Texas A&M University and the Texas A&M Engineering Experiment Station and is a component of the Nuclear Engineering and Science Center. For more information about our center or about our guest speaker today, please visit our website at npi.tamu.edu and look for us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you.